Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 18. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Sam and I recently started listening to the Sean and Sack show. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, Sean Whalen and his wife, Saxony Whalen. And it's awesome. It's so cool, dude. They got a, uh, so they have a podcast and then they also uh, video it. So it's uh, on YouTube also. And it's a sweet podcast. It's really cool. Um, I like it because Sean Whalen is a author and an entrepreneur, very big businessman. And they mainly talk about relationship stuff. He has a book. I'm Googling this right now. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's what he's known for. That's he's known like, for real estate, bro. Oh, when you, like, Google him, it, like, says, like, author. Is that the right Sean Whalen? Yeah, because there's also an actor one. Jesus, I didn't know he wrote books, dude. What a stud. Yeah, because that's his, like, saying, like, the lions and sheep or something. Yeah, lions, not sheep. That's his apparel company. Yeah, he does apparel and coaching, and he got his main start in the business world from flipping real estate. Yes, and the internet just told us that he is an author of How to Make Shit Happen. That's so cool. I'm going to read that book. We'll probably listen to it on Audible, but same thing. Yeah, because when do you actually read? Before bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're they're really cool. I don't know if she's famous for anything, Saxony. I'm not sure. I know she does. Um, she's a real estate agent, isn't she? Yeah, and then she also does business consulting f- with women, I believe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She has some sort of consulting service too. Yep. Because she's a boss. Yeah. The yeah. whole they they're both just so fucking cool. Yeah, very cool. You guys should listen to that, but mm-hmm. keep listening to us too, even though we're not as cool. But like, keep listening to us, but also listen to them. I dream to have a podcast like them someday. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I just like uh, Sean Whalen a lot, and I think he's the coolest man ever. One of the coolest men ever. That's very true. But so, if, I mean, any of you guys, if you're wanting to be entrepreneurs and you want to try and figure out like work-life balance it's a good podcast to listen to i've only listened to five episodes i think that's i've listened to five also what so sam what's the podcast main theme theirs yeah it's relationships yeah it's amazing yeah it's really good um there's there was quite a few things already that like sean and i have learned and we've talked about um and we're kind of trying to implement into our own lives Mm -hmm. um so yeah, it's it's I I love it. I personally am just obsessed with it. Did you like wait, in episode 5, did they talk about the five love languages? No. The last one I listened to was the uh the victim one. Yeah, so I fucked up and accidentally listened to like a recent one, I think. Mm-hmm. And it they talked about the five love languages. Ooh. And I was like, yeah, been there done that we have done that yeah and they talk about the four agreements which i don't know offhand but the four agreements it's a book um it's episode four. Oh, one of them is uh don't i just told you the other day yeah 
Uh, it, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. there's four of them. They're great. Um, but it's all like if you make the four agreements with your partner, you guys like it'll help you have a trustful, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Being honest. Being honest is one of them. Mm-hmm. Not what's the like not thinking what the other person's thinking. Yeah. Not making assumptions. Um, yeah. That was one of the like the main ones that I was like. Not making assumptions. There we go. That was one of the main ones that I was like, I do this all the time. I don't know if it's a woman thing or just me. It's just a it's just a person thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people assume what other people are thinking, and most of the time it's not true. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, a lot of their, a lot of the four agreements is about communication for the most part. Um, yeah. I think was that episode about communicating in general? I'm sure. Yeah, um, we, um, we've talked about communicating on this podcast before. On this podcast, on our blog. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah, I think it's pretty important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, check out the Sean and Zach show. It's awesome. It is. I really enjoyed it. Um, listen to anything else, Sean? Oh, actually, I will say this. I listen to the Bigger Pockets podcast, and they always ask at the end, what's your favorite um, business book? What's your favorite mm. business book? Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking of that because I've listened to quite a few. Okay. I read quite a few. And I've been thinking about that for months. Okay. And I have figured out what mine is. Okay. Without a doubt, hands down, I figured it out. Okay. What is it? The Richest Man in Babylon. Some people say that on that podcast too, don't they? I don't know. I'm possible. I thought I've heard it. It's just such a simple read with a very simple philosophy. Okay. Like you, you can't, I, so many of the books I read have a lot of different like philosophies a lot of things to follow you got 10 steps here you got 20 steps here you got five more steps you got seven more steps whatever like it's constant non-stop like jumping from this thing to that thing there's a hundred things to do to be successful right mm-hmm. this book it's one fucking thing pay yourself first that's it that you, makes so much sense. We've talked. You, no, the the least amount you can do is put ten percent away. So their their example, everything's based on like coin. So you put for every ten coins you make, every ten shillings or whatever, you put one shilling aside, and you let your purse grow with that one shilling every time. Every ten shillings you get, you put one aside. Then you make that shilling be your slave and make money for you and with that you make your shillings slaves or children your shillings children work for you also so all it's saying at a minimum some people can do more if you can do more but at a minimum you put 10% of your income 
aside and you invest that 10%. And then whatever you make from investing that 10%, you also invest. And you let that keep building your wealth. Damn. It's the simplest thing ever. And if you read it, it just fucking, all of that whole book, it's like, it's four hours long I listened to it. The whole book just keeps beating that point home. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple. Anybody can do it. It does not matter what you make. Anybody can do it. And you can be wealthy someday because, well, depends on what your definition of wealth is. Shut up. You can be wealthy someday by just following such a simple principle. You don't even got to read another book. Fuck them. Fuck all the other business books. Just read that. Done. Do we own that one? Oh, I, no, we don't. I just listened to it. No, we should buy that one. Yeah, I should. I um, God dang it, it's a good book. The Richest Man in Babylon. I think it's by George Clausen or something. Hmm. Uh, something. Cool. Read it. Damn. Um, yeah, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Sam and I have recently been in a dilemma. Our dilemma... It's whether we sell our house and move or not sell our house and not move. Sam? Yeah, we kind of, it's been a struggle. We kind of, um, this shows how much we've changed in six months. Uh, Because last fall, and I think the reason we started this podcast was because we refinanced our house. Um, and at the time we were in a mindset where we wanted to be, we wanted to have as little debt as possible and pay as little in interest as we could. So we got a super low interest rate, but it was a 10 year loan. So our mortgage went up $300. Correct. Um, $300 a month, but our loan is only 10 years. So when we were thinking like, at the time, I think we were more thinking long-term, maybe, or short-term. I don't remember why. I, we just wanted to lower interest rates, pretty much what we were thinking. Um, and we were also in the... God damn it, We were very much in the mindset of debt-free, which is foolish, foolish, foolish. Yeah. And I don't know why we were, either. Yeah. I think it was that uh, program... It really was. ...that we, you wanted to buy. Yeah, I was fucking... Oh God, so stupid. I was just... Like, just into the debt-free thing and i just am stupid for that yeah Um, leveraging is so important mm -hmm. anyways keep going Sam. but so that's the main reason we wanted to sell our house was because our mortgage i mean it isn't ungodly expensive still uh but we wouldn't really want to pay it if it was just us living here is kind of the dilemma correct um so we wanted to get a place where we could be on our own. Because we, why not? We've always had roommates. It'd be nice to just have it be us. Yeah. Um, but, as everyone knows, the housing market is ungodly high right now. So either way, if we sell this house, we can get the lump sum of money that we've put, or that we'll get for profit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll still have a higher mortgage because... There's no way we're getting a four-bedroom, two-bath house 
for less than 220000 in Eau Claire right now. And not even, we don't even give a fuck about a four bed, two bath house. No. We'll do a two bed, one bath house. But the goddamn going for like 170 grand. And they need work and updating. Yeah. It's stupid. We bought this house for 145000 Yeah. And it's a four bed, two bath now. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. So we going. don't know if we just want to. We're kind of on the fence of just staying here now because it's not. The mortgage, it wouldn't hinder us. No. Well, and here's the thing. If we, so we can move and sell this. And I think the only way it would make sense is if we moved into a multifamily Mm -hmm. to house hack. Yeah. The thing is with house hacking, we don't have a yard. And that really fucks us up. It does. we want a yard. Yeah. It's just crazy that like we literally won't move. To live for free for a yard. Dumbest shit ever. Yeah, but it'll make me me happy. Right. Well, luckily we're financially off enough that it doesn't really matter what we do. Yeah. Because we've worked hard to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, it's the only reason it would make sense to sell then is to house hack. And we don't necessarily have to do that. It would be okay to do, but I don't know if we'd be happy doing it. House hacking? Yeah. If it didn't have a not yard, no. Right. And we don't really have to sacrifice that because we don't need to for financial reasons. There are people, a lot of people, that that is a very good idea because you might not be in a financially stable position. If you make that move, you may be able to do a lot more things. But right now, our house we live in doesn't really affect us that much. No. So that's where it's kind of like, okay, so yes, we could sell and we could make a profit and move into another single family house. But then our mortgage is going to go up and turn to a 30 year because the prices are so damn high. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we only got a mortgage on 126000 bucks. Yeah. You know, so super cheap. Even though it's only 10 years, it's still cheap. So. And then, I mean, in worst case, Ontario, we sell this in five years. No matter what, we're making our money. We're going to make money on this. Even if the house marking, housing market goes down, we're still going to make money on this. Well, even if the housing market goes down, we can just rent out the house. because it, So if we rent it out, we'll, like, break even with what the mortgage is. Yeah. So... We'll just rent it out, have all the bills, taxes, insurance, property ma- uh, ma- management, all that shit paid for, and then um, whatever, sell it when the market's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's an option. So, I don't really know. We just kind of go back and forth. Yeah. So. It'll probably change. Yeah, it could. Maybe I'll fence in the yard and it'll make it less likely to change. Yeah. So that's the predicament we've been in. So why, okay. So why couldn't we refinance into like a 20-year loan? Um, We could, but why? I guess I don't know. Right, so we could do that. Add an extra 10 years to our mortgage. The refi is going to cost about three grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. All that's going to allow us is an extra 
300 bucks a month. So what's 300 bucks a month to us? Nothing. That's very true. And so, okay, so if we wanted to rent it out, then we're going to cash flow 300 bucks. What's 300 bucks to us? Mm. And I suppose this way too, like, I mean, the housing market is up everywhere. So if we just keep like investing our other money or saving our other money in other ways until the housing market goes down, then we can have money to invest in houses when the housing market's down. Well, I'm going to be investing in houses the whole time, no matter what. Well, yeah, you'll be with Ryan, but I'm talking about like you and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, most likely then we could get a bigger, nicer house for cheaper too then. I mean, if you look at percentages, right? If your house value goes up, so if, if you got a $150,000 house and the values go up by 30%, okay, I don't know what the fuck math is, but I think that put us at like, what would that put us at? How much would this value of the house go up? Sorry, I did not pay attention. So if a house goes up, like that market value is up around 30%. Yeah. $150,000 house, mm-hmm. 30% added onto that. What's that? Calculators and shit because we're stupid. Uh, that'd be an extra $45,000. All right, so $45,000 extra. Okay, I'm not saying the market's going to crack back down to that, right? I'm not saying it's going to happen. It could happen. I'm not going to say this. Okay, now, Sam, mm-hmm. say we wanted to just hop into a $350,000 house, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. What's 30% of 350000 Uh, bet you way more than forty-five. I'm gonna I'm going to make a gander that it's a little more. 105000 All right, right, so... You want a hundred fifty thousand dollar house, you're gonna be spending one ninety five. You go, oh, you know what? A three hundred fifty thousand dollar house is pretty nice. Maybe we'll hop into something like that. Okay, but now it's four hundred fifty five thousand dollar house. So when you look at it that way, if we let, I'm not saying it's going to right, but if we let it possibly correct, mm-hmm. and it goes down, and then our house is only worth. Fifteen percent higher, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're only getting twenty-two thousand five hundred extra. Maybe we'll just keep it and rent it. Who cares? But now we're saving fifty-two thousand five hundred dollars. That's so true. On the other house, yeah, that's a little. That's a little better. That's so true. So, but anyways, that's kind of like one way to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing, the other predicament we're coming into is: Do we really want to jump to? another house will have to pay more than we have for this house plus we have into it we'll have to pay more to get a shittier house than what we got now unless we house hack but i don't know we don't really want to do that right now so shut up what do you think right yeah i mean that just sounds like idiotic it just doesn't make any sense no so we're going to get a higher mortgage shittier property we're going to have to do all this work that we put into this house again. Right? It doesn't seem to make sense. No. Or we can just fucking ride it out here a few more years, right? And then that will allow us to make a little more cash money. And yeah, boom. Because by not selling this house then, we don't have to worry about all the work we need to put into it. So we can just putz on it. Yeah. Well, and dude, then we can... Then we can just go from this, like, nice little house in this little quiet neighborhood to a goddamn mansion. A $650,000 house. 
I would just hop my ass into a $600,000 house and just smile. That'd be pretty dope. I would just call in a stager and I'd be like, hey, hon, um, I've had the same couch that I won in the divorce from my parents for nine years. Why don't you just go ahead and decorate my whole house and just tell me what it's going to cost? And I would just be happy. I'd love that. That's what I'm saying, dude. So I don't know. We might do that. Who knows? Might change our mind. But that's kind of what I like. I, I We shouldn't say we. Who knows? Sam could change your mind. <laughs> I would prefer to stay in this house. Just because, I mean, we did get it for so cheap. We put in the work. And we're going to we're going to go to a smaller house that's cost like cost us more money at this rate. Yeah. I mean, the only way I would consider moving is if I guess at this point if we find something off market private party mm-hmm. that's got a nice big backyard and we get it for below market value yeah. by a lot. Yeah. Other than that, I, I mean so here's the thing. Market corrects. We're living in this house. We're still above. We're still above water on this house. Mm-hmm. We still have, we would still be above market value. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Or we hop into a different house. Um, market corrects. Now we're negative 20,000, 30,000 in bad equity because we're in a house that's not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm liking. Um, but we are thinking. Um, we already told our two roommates to hop skiddly do. Um, so we're thinking we'll, um, maybe just keep one and then we'll just, uh, yeah. And then we can expand the office so we can actually record for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Then we can, uh, take our room we have now and make that into a big office. And then we can, uh, actually move into the master bedroom because that'd be pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the doggos will still have friends. Yeah, the doggos would just run around and do doggo things. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll do that then. Yeah. And then I don't have to move my flowers. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, Sean, I could have bought squash then. God damn it. Yeah, well, you just planted <sighs> shit yesterday, so I'm pretty sure the squash could still get planted. I have no room now. Well, it looks like you got to build a new box, but not with wood because it's too expensive. Okay. Anyhow, what else? Um, what else is on our mind or what else is happening? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, Sean wrote this wonderful blog about being happy. Yep. Um... And it's just, it's like, I feel like Sean and I have been just like living in a dream lately. I don't know why. At least I have. Um, Like, I've stopped, I've made myself like stop getting mad at people at work or like getting frustrated with people at work. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, they're still doing their job. Like, they're doing a job I don't have to do. So I don't care. I don't care if they screw up. I don't care if they take forever. Like, it's still letting me have my time. And it's just like, I don't know, I've been just so happy. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm always happy. Yeah, I know, but deep down you're really stressed, but you won't tell me about it, but that's fine. 
Yeah, I only stress because I work a copious amount of hours, and then sometimes I wonder, how will I ever get this accomplished? But I always do, so whatever. That's fun. I'm trying to think of other fun little updates in our lives right now, but I don't think there's many. We're kind of boring people right now. What do you think, Sam? Think of what? You think going to college is a good idea? Oh, do you just want to jump into it? We can just hop into that topic for a minute. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, so... I'm going to rebuttal that now. Okay, so this is the backstory. We've had a couple people bring up going to college to us. Mm-hmm. And... Or should we say university? The four-year? Yeah, the, a four-year university. Whatever. Whoops. And I don't know if it's smart. No. Because I don't know if it's smart. It doesn't even matter what your age is, right? Mm-hmm. But the people we had are, one is in their late 20s, one's like early mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Either way, I don't know if that's a good route. Okay, let's talk about, okay, what did what is your col- what was your college uh, experience, um, background? So I have a, I have a four year degree a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in business management with an entrepreneurship emphasis. It took, I did a, a quite an interesting path to get there, but that's what I ended up graduating with. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you? Five and a half years. Is that counting the break you took? No. Five and a half years in school. That's right. Okay. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in biology with a microbiology emphasis, and it took me seven years. Good job. Mm-hmm. You could be a fucking lawyer right now. I know, seriously. Um, Sean, do you use your degree? Yeah, bro. Did you need to get one to do what you're doing? Hell no. The only reason... All right. The only reason I got that degree was because I was already an entrepreneur, and I was like, how do I get out of school fastest and the only reason i went to school was because i got it for free through the military so i was like well i gotta do this that's true so no no what what did i ask you do i use my degree oh yeah no um i do not use my degree uh i honestly really um hated my professors halfway through but it was too far uh that i i had to just finish it out um, so they kind of made me really hate the subject, actually. See, here's the thing. You thought you had to finish it out. But you didn't have to. Um, I, I did get lots of grants and oh. stuff. Um, so with those, I if I didn't want to pay them back, I had to graduate. Makes sense. Mm, uh, so, I mean, I'm probably one of the lucky ones. I applied for FAFSA and all that, and my dad is on... Um, disability and social security so because of him and my parents are divorced so you get to pick what parent you um choose for your fafsa so because of him i was able to go to college for pretty cheap and i only ended up with twenty four thousand dollars in student loans Mm -hmm. and all my interest rates are i think my highest was four and a half and then i paid that off right away um so now my well right now it's all zero because of covid but i think my highest is like 3.25 Mm-hmm. And I'm down to $12,000 already. Yeah. So, and that's, uh, actually, I think, like, yesterday, I graduated three years ago. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I I worked full time when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of you worked part time, but you did open your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I loved my time. I loved the experience, but I honestly thought that I wouldn't have to further my education to get a job in the field that I got a degree in, but that's wrong. Um, if I wanted to get a, a job like in the lab doing like blood samples, I could have gotten a two-year tech degree. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if I wanted to do research, I had to go on and get a, either my master's or a doctorate. But didn't you need, didn't you still, so you still, in order to go work in a lab, you still needed that two-year degree? Yeah, with my four-year degree, I could not go work in a lab. Yeah, and then... I had to go get, because there's a certificate you get with the two-year degree um, that I had to get to work in a lab. And you would start at $18 an hour, right? Yep. Which you make more than now. Yep. And you don't need a degree for your job. No, currently, no. no. Yep. This is why school's retarded. Yeah. So let me break down why school is stupid. Hold on. Wait, you went to a tech school your first year? No, 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 no. I'll break it down. Okay. Uh, I'll go into mine too after you then. I think school is a very good idea. Mm -hmm. If you are going for something specific that you need. So if you want to be a doctor, you should probably go to school. If you want to be a lawyer, you should probably go to school. If you want to be an engineer, you should probably go to school. Any of those things that, like, you know you have to get a master's and doctorate in. You, a nurse? Like, all that shit. You have to go to school. Right. So, like, go to school. That's awesome. Let me throw the shit at you that you don't need, okay? Business degrees, okay? Anything in the fucking biology world. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you just want to be in the biology field, you could get a two-year degree. Yeah, anatomy and shit. Like, uh, what's that? What what I started out going to school for? Physical therapy? No. Uh, athletic training? Yeah, like athletic training slash kinesiology. Yeah, there yeah. it is. You can get a two-year degree? You can get a two-year degree. Yeah. Well, not even that. Don't even get a fucking degree. Just goddamn read online. You'll learn more online. I've learned so much more about the body and shit. Not from the year I did in school, but it was from reading forums Mm -hmm. and watching videos and all that stuff. But anyways, here we go. When I was 17 years old, I wanted to be a welder. Okay? Okay. I thought school was stupid. Don't want to go to college. But I also wanted to join the military. So I joined the National Guard and I was like, well, shit. They'll actually pay me to go to school. All right, fuck it. I'll go to school. I'll be a personal trainer. I wouldn't mind that. I like working out. Boom, done. Moved to Eau Claire. Kinesiology. I start doing this. I'm almost done with my first year. And I go, what's the point of this? I went in and talked to the um, the lady. The uh, what, what do they call that? My advisor. advisor. Went and talked to the advisor. I said, hey, hon. I said, um... What uh? How much would I make with this kinesi? Like, what what could I do with this kinesiology degree? My four year degree. She's like, well, you'll be able to be a personal trainer, or you could go on to further education. So further education, I'll have a bachelor's degree. What do I need further education for? 
Well, she goes, well, you'd either have to specialize in something or um, you, you'd want to go on to, like, uh, physical therapy, mm-hmm. chiropractic, something like that, uh, a doctorate. And so I'm like, okay. So I was like, well, how much money roughly would I make if I just stuck with this kinesiology route? She's like, ah, average person with a kinesiology degree is going to make about 35000 a year. I said, honey... I work part-time at Menards, and I can make that a year if I just switch to full-time. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, why the fuck do people come to get a bachelor's here? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, why were we told this? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, so the only point of this fucking degree is to go get a doctorate. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, thank you for telling me this and not wasting any more of my life. Mm -hmm. So she told me, because I still like this field and I still want to do this. So she told me I could go over and get a two-year degree for a personal, no, no, sorry, a physical therapy assistant at the tech, two-year degree. I'm like, dope. They start around 40,000 a year. So I'm like, okay, I live with that. Two-year degree, done. Transferred to the tech. But there was a 18-month waiting list mm-hmm. for this program. So I'm like, okay, well, in the meantime, I'm bored. I'll try out this business thing. So I took a, a semester of business school. And I learned a lot. At CBTC? Oh, my God. CBTC yeah. taught me so much. Mm-hmm. And I took a speech class there. And this is what I tell everybody. If you're going to go to school, go to the technical college and take speech, take writing, and then fuck off. Mm -hmm. Also, when I was in high school, I neglected all of my writing and speech, English, all of that. I neglected all of that. So had I actually took that seriously in high school, I probably wouldn't have needed that in the tech Mm -hmm. from from the college. Um, But I started taking these courses at CVTC, and they were half the price. And I was learning so much more. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck there. I, I started as business management and then I switched to accounting and ended up doing three semesters at the tech. And I learned so much. Mm-hmm. You, you're in class sizes. Maximum class size I, I had was 30. And it's just so involved. Phenomenal, phenomenal teaching. With just puts to shame a university oh yeah i dude those like almost every professor i had at the tech hats off to you you're phenomenal almost everyone i had at the university you're an idiot anyways the it just being in those close quarters learning hands-on like that you just learn so much more Mm -hmm. than in a big i mean i'm sure those teachers are phenomenal at the universities but they're teaching to 150 people. Mm-hmm. It sucks. So I'm sure if you put those people in the same situation with 30 students, they'd be phenomenal teachers. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead. Huh? Keep going. Yeah. So anyways, boom. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to switch back now, switch gears. I'm going to go back to the college because I want to just finish out an accounting degree because I want my CPA because I want to actually make money with my life, right? Meanwhile, I've been working construction. So I said, meh, maybe I'll just work construction for a little bit. Who cares? So I dropped out of school. 
And I was working construction full time, but I only did that for a year before I went back to school. Mm. Because I knew I needed to just, I needed to do more. Mm -hmm. I could do more. Yeah. Went back to school. That was a semester I met Sam. So thankfully I went back to school that semester and didn't wait. Mm -hmm. Went back to school that semester. The following sem no, so that semester I started working in a group home. Yeah, you started, yeah. I got fired, and then Sam and I were like, well, Ryan and I were like, hey, let's start a group home. So while we are both going to school full-time, Ryan and I, both going to school full-time, we started our own group homes. Um, and then when I went back, I when I went back, I was like, man, this freaking accounting finance shit is taking up way too much of my time because I'm trying to run a business. You know? Yeah, it was way too much homework for Sean. Dude, seriously, the first day gave me four hours of homework. The second day gave me four more. I said, fuck this. Go to my advisor. I said, check it out. I don't want to be here. I started my own business. What's the fastest way out of this joint? And they're like, have you heard of the entrepreneurship program? Sounds like you fit great. I'm like, it sure does. Boom, look at it. Three semesters and I could graduate. But I had to scoop up a marketing minor while I'm at it. What's up, Sam? The greatest thing about that was you had to do an internship. And starting your own business wasn't good enough for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say that was some bullshit. <gasps> so, yeah, we're in this entrepreneurship course, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, I own my own business. Does that count as an internship? And they're like, no, you have to go work for someone. I was like, this is a fucking entrepreneurship program. How do you go work for someone? It's entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whatever. I worked for a guy, Steve. Great guy. I learned a lot. Uh, very, very happy for that experience. Very glad I did it. Um, but it was just super funny. Um, so finished out school. Uh, worked for Steve for a little bit longer. Uh, but kept running my business. Um, so now, got my degree, don't use it at all, because I was able to do everything without my degree. Yeah. The only thing I will say, there's some things that have helped me along the way. Immensely, immensely with starting a business. Mm -hmm. Number one, speech and writing, because I sucked at it. Number two, accounting. Mm -hmm. Taking an accounting course has helped me immensely. Accounting at the... Tech. tech. And I also took uh, multiple business management classes at the tech and at the university. But at the tech, I learned so much more. Mm -hmm. And that shit has stuck with me. So as far as like starting my own business, and if you're going to start your own business, you, d you do not need a degree. If you have understanding of speech and writing, basic business management, and accounting, that I'm telling you that's what you need. Like... Mm -hmm. And you, but you could, you don't even have to take a course. You can research all that stuff. Yeah. But learning it with a teacher hands on helped me just retain that shit. And so I still use that stuff today. Oh, yeah. So that stuff, very, very powerful. And like, so individual courses, I would really recommend at the technical college level. Just for personal growth and development. Yeah, for sure. As far as a complete degree, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. Yep. Unless, 
like I said earlier, it's for a specific career field that you need it for. Yeah. All right, Sam, feed me yours. Um, so my first year of college, I wanted to go to UW-Madison, and they had this program called the Connections Program where you could go to a different school um, for the first two years, and then you would be automatically transferred to UW-Madison. Um, so you don't have to apply for a transfer. You would just automatically get in as long as, like, you're, you met this, like, you followed this criteria, which, like, we were given to right away. So I went to the Madison Area Technical College, which I think they now call Madison College, actually, um, for my first year. And I, I absolutely loved it. Um, some personal things happened, and that was why I moved back to Eau Claire. But it, it was, I learned so much. And I took, like, a lot of my generals there. So, I mean, I took writing classes, which were super helpful. My math classes were um also the like the teachers just really care about their students like like Sean said the the class sizes are so much smaller and the teachers care because I think they have a lot less workload so they Mm -hmm. can take the time and effort um to do everything and those classes weren't just like my classes at the university were so much of like you had to go to lecture take notes read the book and then take a test on it like, the only time I had anything that was actual, um, like, hands-on was my lab courses. And even then, like, so much of that, like, only a percentage of our grade was what we did in lab. The rest of it was on tests. Like, how all the university is is how, you, how well you can test. Yeah, I did, um, just to, to butt in for a second, I had a couple lab stuff my first year with kinesiology. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, like failing my classes because I was, I did not do well on the tests. Mm-hmm. I, I would ace the lab shit and it didn't even make up for like not doing well on tests. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does this exist? Right. Like if, if, if it's lab, if lab is part of this, why anyway, sorry. I just, that's okay. Yeah. Well, it is about tests. It is. One of my favorite classes I took my freshman year was a zoology class. Um, and I got to dissect so many animals and it was so cool. That was at Madison, right? Yeah, it was at Madison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like that, that was the course that like made me really like biology again. Um, or to start with, I should say. And I got an A in it. Do you know how many A, like A's I got at Eau Claire in any of my biology classes? No, not many. Um, I think my research, uh, program, um, I did a research one semester and it was one credit and I got an A in that. And that was the only A I got in any of my biology classes at Eau Claire mm-hmm. because it's all, they don't care if you can do any of the lab portion, right? They just want to make sure you know the knowledge that I don't remember any of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And the best part about that is, um. Nowadays, if you have a question or need to know something, you can just Google it. Mm-hmm. So, like, tests nowadays have become so, at least to me, they're so pointless. Yeah. Because I brain, like, I honestly brain dump almost everything I learned. Oh, yeah, 100%. Except for, like, a few of the main skills I learned. Mm-hmm. I brain dumped everything. And guess what? If I need to know any of it, like a fucking business plan, dude, 
I do not know how to write a business plan. Oh, right. So I but just Google, Google it. it and then I write one. Yeah. Like yeah. I could not just write a business plan right now. But if I Google it, I'll have a business model canvas and I'll fill up that shit like a boss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, besides all the fun experiences I got to have at Eau Claire, I regret not staying at a co- tech college. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved the experiences. I loved the fact that I got to meet Sean. Um, but other than that, like, it was not worth it. No. No. Um, but so, I mean, like the main takeaway from this is like, do your research on what you want to do in life in like other countries, like Australia, they make you wait a year after high school until you can go to the university, which I think is genius because what I wanted to do when I was 18 was not the same when I was 23. What I wanted to do at 20 was not the same as 21. What I wanted to do at 21 was not the same as 22. What I want to do at 22 is not the same I want to do at 23. Right. So take that year to, like, research into different career fields and, like, what, like, people say money doesn't matter, but, or, like, shouldn't account for everything, but look into how much money you can get after you get a four-year degree in something. I just saw, or we just saw a meme the other day mm-hmm. of someone, the starting wage was $15 an hour, but they had to have a master's it degree. It $18 an hour. $18 an hour. But you had to have a master's degree. Like, ah. that, that's insane. How do you even pay off your student debt? You can. Well, and that's like, okay, going to be a teacher. A teacher starts out like 35000 a year for your degree. Mm-hmm. Dude, how are you paying off your student debt? Right. How are you paying off your debt? And how are we allowing that? That's another topic for a different day, but. So anyhow, here's the deal. If you, instead of going to college, actually, Go to a trade. Mm-hmm. If you're, like, young, ambitious, do a trade. Those fuckers make bank. Yeah, and you can very easily start your own um, business, too, with that. Like, if you become an apprentice for an electrician, like, eventually you can start your own electrical business or take over. Absolutely. Here's one thing that I love so much. I... I drive, Sam and I do a lot of driving around nice neighborhoods, um, neighborhoods with houses, you know, from, from, I mean, in this area from 300,000, then we drive around some neighborhoods with houses up to a little over a million dollars and stuff, uh, which are, which are, those are nice houses for our area. A lot of the neighborhoods we drive around are 400,000 plus houses, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these houses there are blue-collar families. Mm-hmm. There will be just one. I was driving around today. There's a construction van with, like, a construction trailer parked in next to the garage. So I know that, like, it's the construction owner that owns that house. He's not just working there because the trailer's parked up next to the garage. He has a separate vehicle with the decals. You know what I'm saying? And you see this. You drive around these nice neighborhoods, and a lot of the people in these super nice neighborhoods just own their own trade company. Mm-hmm. Because you make a lot of money. Oh, so much. And so you go to school, or maybe you just do an apprenticeship. You do that for five, ten, ten years. You get good at it. You start your own. 
You do that, you get employees, boom, you're running a company, you're making a lot of money. Mm. And, like, there's such a need for it. Oh, my God, there's a need. You can't, you can't hire a decent, like, tradesperson right now. You can't, like, any trade. They just, not really a thing. No. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And then you got, like, a thousand people fighting over a single position to be a police officer. Like, come on, guys. Come on, now. I don't know if police officer was the best example to use, but okay. Well, okay, so you got a thousand people fighting over a different position. I don't know, like an H- like HR jobs or oh yeah, it's a stupid marketing. Story. There's yeah. there's a hundred things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I remember, I had an administrator position uh, that I I put out, and I had uh, in in two days, I had like three hundred applicants. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Um, but anyhow, I think depending on what you want to do, right, don't just think school's the answer. Don't just go to school because, oh, I want to make a little more money, so I'm going to go to school. Weigh the cost-benefit. Okay, I have to go to school for four years. That takes away four years of working full-time. That takes away four years of other creativity that you could be working mm-hmm. on, okay? Now, along with that, so you're you're not making full-time income for four years. Mm-hmm. After that four years, you're sitting in probably average forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in debt. Yeah. So, okay, now I have $50,000 in debt. I haven't been able to work full-time for four years. Now, what's the cost-benefit? Okay. I make $10,000 more a year than I did before. Okay? Yep. 10000 more a year. That's going to be taxed. Okay? All this shit you're paying for is after tax. So $10,000 more a year, but you're getting taxed. So really, $7,000 more a year, we'll just say, on the safe side. Mm-hmm. Making $7,000 more a year. You have interest on that 50000 So you're probably going to end up paying 70000 on it. Yeah. Okay, 10 years, boom, to pay that off. So you got 10 years to pay that off, okay? Now, of that 10 years, what could that money have been doing for you? Had you invested it? Had you bought some real estate? Stuff like that. So much more. Right? But also factor in the years before that you, the four years, the four years you could not work full time. So you're making $10,000 less, well, we'll just say seven, making $7,000 less those four years well sorry those four years you're making a lot more because you're working full time so figuring you're making three times the amount full time as you were working part time so depending on what you're making that alone is going to carry you many years farther forward oh yeah i'm saying oh yeah so it's like this cost benefit thing of okay yes you go get this degree yes you can make more money but what's like, where's the break even point? Okay, the break even point is out 12 years. Okay, it's out 12 years. Perfect. But we did not factor in what the fuck that money could have been doing for you for out those 12 years. $10,000, or so we'll say 7000 in income, cash flow, you could very easily have just bought some real estate in that time to make up that 7000 difference in passive income. Well, $7,000 in passive income in a year is, what is that? 
That's $500 a month, roughly. Sure. $500 a month. Yeah, it's fine. So you need to make $500 a month in passive in passive income and cash flow. I can do that right now. Uh, if you give me $40,000, give me $40,000 and I'll, I'll make that happen for you. I'll go, I'll find $500 a month in cash flow mm-hmm. of $40,000. Mm-hmm. So just in probably, I mean, if you just figure two years of you working that full-time job instead of going back to school for four years, so just two years of that, boom, I'm already making you a break even mm-hmm. if you would have went back to college. Okay, give me two more years, plus you're making that extra 7000 so we get to stash that. Mm-hmm. Give me two more years of that, okay, well, now you're at $1,000 a month in, income, in passive income. Now those two things are growing along with you saving money. All right, two more years, three more years, I'm able to get you two more of those, so now you're at $2,000. You let all that keep compounding and building. Okay, well, now... At your 12-year break-even point, I've calculated all this shit out before. At your 12-year break-even point, you'll be making five, six times the amount as if you would have went back to school. I'm talking the difference amount, not the not the whole amount of money, but like that 7,000 difference. You could be making four or five times the amount of it just by making your money work for you. And I'm not saying real estate's the option, but like, think about it. What are you going to school for? What like what's your what's your reasoning behind this? Mm-hmm. This is all like that whole concept I just described is from that fucking book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's so goddamn simple. Think of your break even. Like, what is the cost benefit of this? Right. You can make that money work for you. You don't have to work for it at all. My cost benefit is you. Wait, your cost benefits me? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, dude. <laughs> you going to college paid off. It did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got them all flustered now. <laughs> I don't know if most people are that fortunate, hun. That's very true. I mean, I think that's the only reason you and I are thankful for uh, going to college. Absolutely. But we're not saying that that's why you should go to college, because you'll find someone you love. You can go to a two-year tech school and find someone you love. You the can fuck? go on fucking Tinder. I'm confident there are... I'm confident there's thousands of matches for every person in this world. Oh, yeah. Thousands. Yeah. You'll find them. It doesn't matter. But a part of finding them, right, is finding someone who's willing to work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's all that matters. Uh, what the hell did Sean Whalen say? It's... Uh, you find someone that you can align your values with no no that was ben shapiro ben shapiro said it's based on values Mm -hmm. if you find someone with similar values interests can come can like come along yeah so you don't need similar interests and shit you just need similar values Mm -hmm. if you have similar values everything else can be built on that that that's um all the workings to make a partnership work just starts with values, and that's it. That's crazy. So if you can find, I, I promise you, there's thousands of people with similar values to you, if not millions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can find a person, then you also, so you find the person with similar values, as long as that person and you are on the same page, that no matter what, you're going to fight for success together instead of just giving up. Right? Like, you always got to fight for love. As long as you both are on the same page to do that, no matter what, you guys are a partnership, but you're going to, like, that's what, no matter what, the obstacles, that's what the goal is. Then 
you can find a slew of partners for yourself out there. Oh, yeah. So you do not need to go to school to find a partner. Nope. Um, also, another fun little shout-out, watch Bridgerton. Fucking just a good show. <laughs> God damn it. It, it really shows you how uh, fighting for love can work out. Yes. Um, God dang it. It's such a good show. Yeah. I'm a little Netflix slut. We are not that bad compared to the average American. Right. But like if... Once we start a show, we cannot stop. Sam and I will go a month without turning on our TV or Netflix. And this is why. We turn it on. And we go, hey, babe, let's just, let's just try this. This series. We'll just watch one episode of this series. What is it? Bridgerton? Mm-hmm. We'll just try one episode. My coworkers ep- told me it was good. Yeah, well, we'll just try one episode. We watch an, one episode. We're looking at each other like, well, it's only 9 p.m. We usually go to bed at 9, but, well, we can just watch another one. Mm-hmm. And then we watch another one. And we're like, oh, well, let's just do the same thing tomorrow night. And the next night. And the next night. And then it's all, they're all done. We just watched the whole season in four days. Yeah. What's wrong with us? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're bad. Netflix, dude. It's a fucking addiction. I remember I used to watch Scrubs. I would get up at 5.20 a.m. when I worked construction. Do not tell me you would watch an episode of Scrubs while you got ready. No. I would stay up till 2 a.m. Oh, my. I wouldn't even get sleep. I wouldn't even care about sleep because I'm watching Scrubs. Stay up till 2 a.m. watching Scrubs. Boom, get to wake up at 5.20, go to work, die all day long, live off of caffeine, hit the gym, get home, start watching Scrubs again till 2 a.m. Jesus, you are insane, dude. It's, I'm telling you, this Netflix thing is such a freaking addiction to me. It's dangerous to be a part of. But I love it. Watch Bridgerton. So freaking good. Yep. That one, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, Peaky Blinders, what's that uh, ocean one? Outer Banks. Outer Banks. Oh, the new season should be coming out at the mm-hmm. end of the Dude, year. Dude, hit those shows up. Yeah. Oh, if you want a good one, but it's over and done, but it's good, The Good Place. Oh, yes. Fuck, man. Come on. That one was really good. Yeah. What other Netflix originals? Oh. Lucifer. Lucifer, dude. Oh. So good. Last season's coming out. Oh, The Witcher. Obvi. Yeah, that one should be a given. Here's the problem, gang. We now have so many series that we can't not watch. And every time they come out, we straight binge that shit till it's done. Mm -hmm. But, in our defense, I work a lot. Mm -hmm. And that is one activity that Sam and I really jive and enjoy doing together Mm. and so one way we like to just chill and hang out is binge watching netflix Mm. i will say though like we can if we don't watch the first episode so like if we knew there's like a new season of like let's say peaky blinders out as long as we don't watch that first episode or like have started like rewatching any of the other ones we can wait months absolutely until we start watching it again like, Absolutely. that's the stupid thing is once we start watching it, then we have to just binge it. It's the freaking cliffhangers, dude. Oh, the cliffhangers are the worst. Peaky it, Blinders has the worst ones, oh I my think, God. ever. So bad. I, mm, so bad. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cliffhang, as soon as we start watching, we are sucked into that hole. Yep. You're so right. Yep. All right, babes. Let's wrap this up. You got to go to uh, a bachelorette party for the weekend and leave me here all alone. I know I do indeed. It's, it's nice. You always leave me. So this is a first. Well, I think this is the second time. Yes. Yeah, sad. Yes. It's wonderful. It's not my bachelorette party, by the way. Anyways. All right, guys, check us out on tutorsoflife.com. We have uh, blogs coming out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I'm going to talk about why I love driving around nice neighborhoods. Ooh, you have your blog done already. I do. Look at you go. I do, I do. I do not have mine done, so I cannot tell you what it's going to be about. Um, check us out on Instagram at tutorsoflife. And, as always, send us any recommendations for what we should talk about. Uh, tutorsoflife at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. See ya.